It's the downfall of governments and business and people. And today, I'm asking myself, do I have a wooden head? Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Well, as is so often the case, my reading list grows because an author or a speaker recommends a book. And curiosity peaked, I'm telling myself, I've got to get this book. And consequently, I do. Such is the case with The March of Folly by Barbara W. Tuckman. Tuckman, who lived from 1912 to 1989, was a two-time Pulitzer Prize winning historian. And in The March of Folly, published in 1984, Tuckman is going to talk about a phenomenon she notices in history, namely that regardless of place or period, governments have a way of pursuing policies that are actually contrary to their own interest. Now, Tuckman's not alone in her assessment about government incompetence. She quotes John Adams, our second president. Adams said, government is at a stand. Little better practice now than three or four thousand years ago. Whoa, that'll make you stop and think. She quotes a historian who had some things to say about Philip II of Spain. And this historian said of Philip II, No experience of the failure of his policy could shake his belief in its essential excellence. Whoa, that's kind of a damning thought. But more than offering quotes about how governments act contrary to their own interests, Tuckman traces that theme throughout history. I mean, she gives us 400 pages of analysis. Let me give you one example. This comes from the history of France. Listen to this. Wooden-headedness, the source of self-deception, is a factor that plays a remarkably large role in government. It consists in assessing a situation in terms of preconceived fixed notions while ignoring or rejecting any contrary signs. It is acting according to wish, while not allowing oneself to be deflected by the facts. It is epitomized in a historian statement about Philip II of Spain, the surpassing wooden head of all sovereigns. No experience of the failure of his policy could shake his belief in its essential excellence. Now, Tuckman has a name for actions like those of France. She calls it wooden-headedness. Listen to her description of what that means. A classic case in action was Plan 17, the French War Plan of 1914, conceived in a mood of total dedication to the offensive. It concentrated everything on a French advance to the Rhine, allowing the French left to remain virtually unguarded, a strategy that could only be justified by the fixed belief that the Germans could not deploy enough manpower to extend their invasion around through western Belgium and the French coastal provinces. This assumption was based on the equally fixed belief that the Germans would never use reserves in the front line. Evidence to the contrary, which began seeping through to the French general staff in 1913, had to be, and was, resolutely ignored, in order that no concern about a possible German invasion on the west should be allowed to divert strength from a direct French offensive eastward to the Rhine. When war came, the Germans could and did use reserves in the front line and did come the long way around on the west, with results that determined a protracted war and its fearful consequences for our century. 
Wooden-headedness is also the refusal to benefit from experience, a characteristic in which medieval rulers of the 14th century were supreme. No matter how often, and obviously, devaluation of the currency disrupted the economy and angered the people, the Valois monarchs of France resorted to it whenever they were desperate for cash, until they provoked insurrection by the bourgeoisie. In warfare, the métier of the governing class, wooden-headedness was conspicuous. I love that line. No experience of the failure of his policy could shake his belief in its essential excellence. And my aha moment today was this. Do I have a wooden head? You know, it's easy for me to point at things I don't care for with respect to how our government is governing. For example, H.R. 1, the so-called For the People Act on voting, or H.R. 5, the Equality Act, which I think is a huge misnomer, or, or say the way the current administration seems bent on stamping out the Senate filibuster, which has been the safeguard of the minority opinion throughout the course of our country's history. And though Tuckman is describing the march of governmental folly, I have to stop and look at how I'm, quote, governing in my current leadership role. You know, she says wooden-headedness is sticking to a plan no matter the contrary signs. And I have to stop and say, hmm, you know, am, am I doing that? And she says wooden-headedness is refusing to learn from experience. And so instead of pointing the finger today, I'm just stopping to take a little look at myself and say, am I guilty of that? Or if wooden-headedness is acting according to wish and not facts, then I have to ask myself, am I taking the facts as they are, or am I reading the facts as I want them to be? One of the political leaders that Tuckman will highlight in her book, The March of Folly, is Rehoboam, the wooden-headed son of Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived. And Rehoboam, as a king, definitely pursued a policy that was contrary to his own interest and to that of the nation of Israel, because he refused to listen to those with experience. His father Solomon said, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And somewhere along the line, Rehoboam didn't hear what Solomon had to say about that. So as I'm thinking about all this, today I'm listening to the advice of the very wise historian Barbara W. Tuckman. And I'm looking at my plans, and I'm trying to glean from my experience and that of others, and I'm paying very close attention to the facts, as they are, and not what I want them to be or hope they will be. You see, I want to lead with a wise heart and not a wooden head. And that's my thought on my walk with Barbara Tuckman and her book, The March of Folly. Now the question I want to ask you is this, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today?